Welcome to the Stream of David Show, where David taps into higher consciousness and shares divine guidance from the stream, answering all of life's questions and guiding you to the life of your dreams. Sit back with your mind opened as you come along with us on this wonderful journey of higher enlightenment. Here's your host, David Strickle. Hi, welcome to the Stream of David Show. I am here today with a group of Taya practitioners, specifically three Taya Bootcamp graduates and one current Taya Bootcamp enrollee. So let me introduce them really quick to you. I will start with Stacy. Stacy was one of the very first two graduates of Taya Bootcamp. Hi, Stacy. Good morning, David. And how long have you been out now? I was just looking on Facebook to try to remember. Um, <laughs> it's definitely been over a year, maybe close to a year and a half now. Yeah, because I think we started in March of 2018, so now yeah. we're in 2020. So yeah, we're coming up on two years since boot camp started, and you went through just in a couple of months. Yeah, yeah, that's we had such great guidance <laughs> <laughs> from the stream, not from me. Yeah. I had no clue what I was doing. It was all from the stream. <laughs> Yeah, so we'll uh, we'll be looking to Stacy to kind of share with us her experiences. You know, a year and a half out of boot camp uh, using this Taya practice now. Uh, really, other than me uh, and, and and Denise, who graduated with her, uh, two of the, the longest running Taya practitioners, if you will. And next we have Tammy, and most of you that listen probably are aware of Tammy. You've seen her amazing uh, testimonial video and her transformation and her amazing healing story. Hi, Tammy. Hi, David. Everybody. <laughs> How are you? I'm doing good. Good. Okay. Can you get a little closer to your microphone so we can hear you a little better? Yeah, I'm doing great. Good. And how long have you been out of boot camp now? I graduated um, last, uh, February uh, last year. So that would be a year coming up. Okay. So we're almost uh, almost at a year out of boot camp for you. And I know you've had a lot of exciting changes and evolution in your life since then. So I can't wait for you to share all of that. And then we have Wendy. Hello. From Canada. Hi, Wendy. We have two Canadians on the call today, actually. Wendy and Fabio are both uh, Canadian. So, Wendy, yes. how long have you been out? Uh, well, two months now. All right. So, you get that nice, kind of fresh out of boot camp uh, perspective for us. So, that will be very helpful having you on the call, of course. And uh, it's, you know, again, uh, major life transformations for you that continue to unfold. So I'm very excited to have you share that with everybody and kind of tell them, you know, how you're doing that in your life. And then we have Fabio, our newest person on the meeting. We have other newer people coming into boot camp, but uh, our other Canadian. And you're, uh, you're about to be on module five, right, Fabio? That's right. I'm about to start module five. Cool, cool. So still uh, kind of just really getting into it. So let's get rolling. Let's, uh, I'll kind of call on each of you. So I won't try to, I'll try not to ask a general question and have all of you try to you know, answer at the same time. So my first question, we'll kind of go back to the beginning with Stacy. just kind of roll into the evolution of the practice since you graduated and, and how it's unfolded in your life up until now, coming up on a year and a half to two years out. That's a great question. Um, the unfolding has been very organic. In the beginning, I was looking for really some specific techniques that I could use on a daily basis um, after years and years of searching and coming up against the same obstacles, the same barriers over and over again in life, specifically if, uh, in relationship. <clears throat> Excuse me. And uh, uh, of course, the key to finding love is loving oneself first. Um, always enjoyed working through the forgiveness pieces oh, yeah. during boot camp. That's, I think, one of the foundations of the practice for me to this day. Because um, stuff comes up. You deal with other humans. We are human. Uh, I have a wide range of emotions still. I'm not a robot. And I am constantly looking at the ways I can refine, detune, and keep myself up my spiral. The meditation is also key for me. I love, love, love seeing from the eyes of source. That's my favorite meditation. Um, that's my go-to. Um, yeah, I'm now married. It's uh, happened, what, September? Uh, 
So love can be found. I found love for myself. I continue to grow in that area. It's not, uh, a, there's no ceiling there. <laughs> yeah. When you came into boot camp, this, this relationship that is now your marriage was kind of dormant or over. <laughs> oh, it had, I thought I'd never, I'd never lay eyes on the man again, to tell you the truth. Um, so when we ended up having coffee, uh, actually shortly after I had actually started boot camp. Uh, things were remarkable as to how open he was, as to how much I'd forgiven. It was almost like a, um, I don't know, kind of like a contagious thing. <laughs> it snowballed very quickly. Um, and we still are in the modes of working through our relationship, working through being back together working through being married, working through, you know, stepkids and challenges that we face on a day-to-day -day basis like that. It's interesting to see that even the challenges that we come up against, uh, my perspective now, um, kind of lends him to a new perspective. He's not a boot camp graduate. I really wish he'd do it, but I'm not going to push him into it. Um, <clears throat> yeah, we have yet to have a couple both take boot camp, but I do have, I mean, obviously it helps you manage your relationships from a higher perspective. Yes, and really if the if the person is really connected to you, they're going to absorb some of that no matter what because they see that it, you know wow you're a different person you're really reacting to this differently than you did in the past right yes absolutely it's absolutely it it can't not happen <clears throat> once the since you're so connected you're very intimate with each other you are vulnerable you share things uh, on a deep level. Um, he can't help but be affected by my practice, by where I am in terms of up my spiral, down my spiral, how I react to when he's down his spiral, um, and how I celebrate with him when he's up his spiral, and how I, I literally just kind of guide like with a carrot, you know, here, let's try this over here. Have you thought about maybe doing it this way or looking at it that way, but never saying you should because that always blows up in my face. <laughs> yeah, that never works. Tie or no tie, that doesn't seem to work, right? <laughs> Nobody wants to hear what they should do. No one wants to be coached in a relationship. <laughs> so um, just being open and gentle and forgiveness, forgiveness, forgiveness. It's, it's constant in a relationship. It's constant with oneself. Um, and tie is a great practice for helping you get that fine-tuned. So I can do a forgiveness meditation in less than five minutes now. And come to a space where, oh, okay, I've detuned that for now. And then, of course, I can take it later on in the evening when I like to sit again and dwell into it a little bit further, dig down, look in the mud, see if there's anything I missed, clean it up, clear it up, let things settle again. And sometimes it takes a couple of days to really, really get it detuned. Um, but it's an easy process now because I know myself well enough. Yeah. I know how to... Uh, allow myself the flexibility to be in a space of kind of limbo, not having to have it completed immediately. Yeah. And, and to so clarify for people listening, we, we talk about detuning a lot in, in the yeah. Taya practice. And it really is the process of going for, from something that is frustrating to you or makes you angry, perhaps all the way over, you know, a transgressor of some sort, all the way to full appreciation of it is the detuning of it. And you yeah. mentioned that you can do that sometimes as quickly as five minutes and sometimes it takes a little longer. Yeah, it takes a little longer. And again, that's because of something that um, it's triggered for me from my past, a transgressor, a similar a facet of that old transgressor, an obstacle that I've created that I'm not really clear. So why is that, why is that there? And so if I allow myself to sit in the meditation, um, I get a, a much wider perspective, a higher viewpoint, and I can see it all unfold in front of me. Very simply. It's yeah. not like I have to work really hard, but um, that is a muscle, just like working out. You got to use it. You got to practice. And it is a daily practice for me. And I'm blessed to have it. Um, it is a wonderful thing. I just heard this morning that a dear friend of mine's father has a, had a stroke and is in very bad prognosis. Um, that was just shortly before coming onto this call. But I was able to sit back for five, 10 minutes and look at the aspect of what was going on, despite the fact that I had all these really strong emotions coming up in that moment, 
felt totally rocked that this dear man that I love also was going through his own health crisis. And then sitting back and realizing, no, this is okay. That's his path. Allowing him to have that path. Allowing me to experience those emotions for a short moment. And going, yeah, you know, this is really intense and strong and, um, you know, raw. And that's great. It's great to be in that space for a moment. But I don't want to live there. So allowing myself the gratitude of being able to express how I feel for that person. And then just letting it be, like setting it aside, like something beautiful on a shelf and going, yeah, I appreciate that. I love it. And I'm blessed to have that in my life. And it's also nice to sit back and look at it and go, yeah, I can be in center. I can be connected to source. I can be calm and clear. And I can be, you know, a source of great support for that other individual. And still feel really good about my feelings towards the individual who's going through their health crisis. So. Yeah, wow. A lot, a lot of clarity there a year and a half out of boot camp with this podcast. <laughs> That's amazing. And it, it's amazing. You know, it took me longer to get there, you know, figuring it out and co-creating the practice with the stream. You know, that, that took some years and I'm just amazed. And that, it just shows you how, how we evolve, yeah. right? Yeah, we can create something like this and, you know, it takes the first person years and it takes the second person, you know, months and it takes the next person weeks and, you know, it just gets better and better and better as we go, it seems. And, and really getting that, oh, wow, this going to the higher perspective is so life-changing and it's, it sounds like such a big deal, but it's available to everybody and we just have to get out of our own way to allow it to occur. Well, I think the great thing about it too is now that it's been around for a while, it's building momentum. We're building a community. We're building a higher vibe uh, group of individuals all with like mind, like goals. You know, we want to get past the, um, you know, strife and the, the drama and the hurt and the suffering that we cause ourselves through our human lives. This is a great place to settle into that and to learn the, how to practice Taya, how to use it daily and how to get support around that because we're all here to support each other. It's a beautiful community. Uh, we love the street. <laughs> and the stream, stream will come in and you know give us some like woo kind of a um open a can of whoop you know what i'm saying <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah sometimes the, sometimes the stream can be very blunt and sometimes it can be very general, and it just kind of depends on what the, the you know the, the lives are really cool that we do on facebook because they're all over the place especially over in spirituality gone wild because yes, that's just such yeah. a, the wild it's the wild west of spirituality i like to say <laughs> Because spirituality is such a broad term, it means all kinds of different things to different people, right? So yeah, the stream's message is um, it can be very direct sometimes, but man, it works so well when you absorb it and really grasp what what, what they're trying to tell you. And it, it that's does. what that's you know that's why Taya and, and the boot camp itself works so well is because we're we're taking that eternal guidance and bringing it down to human perspective with human tools, right? Yes. And the main platform is love. Stream never delivers anything out of malice or judgment or fear. There's always a clear, clean message of love, even when it's a, a harder to swallow pill. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sometimes we don't want to hear it, but, you know, go, going back again to, oh, yeah, that's right. I am responsible for this. I'm responsible for my bubble of reality. Yeah. I created this. You know, it sucks to admit that to yourself sometimes, but once you do, then you claim your power to change it. And I think one of the best things about being out of um, boot camp for as long as I have been and now into the mastery group is that we are, we so know what the other person's going through and we, we give each other kind of a hard time and joke about it, but it's all within that same beautiful divine bubble of love. We all love each other. We all love the stream. We all love being up the spiral, evolving into a bigger, better spot, making the world a better place because of us being up the spiral just that act itself yeah yeah well it's you know it's, it's good it's a good life practice that, that helps you operate your life on a higher level i will wrap that thought up with the fact that the thing that i really enjoy about what you share in, in your relationship is that and you may want to reach through and strangle me for sharing this but i know in our society women of a certain age quote unquote are taught that they have like one in a million chance of finding love after X number of years. And of course that's BS. That's, you know, 
somebody's idea of something that's a limiting belief. And we know not to listen to limiting beliefs, but you did. It's total fallacy that you can't find your, your, I refer to my husband as my twin soul. He truly is. And he, you know, stirs up stuff in me that I probably would have never experienced had he been around. And yeah, did I think I was ever going to get married at, you know, I'll be 55 in April. She can't even believe it myself. But yeah, you know, getting married at 54. Yeah, you found the love of your life at 53, married him at 54 and, and 55. Well, I, found him, I found him when I was 52. So we'd met a couple of years ago. So. Okay. Yeah, that's right. You rediscovered him. <laughs> rediscovered him. Yes. Yeah. Well, you know, and I, I believe I found the love of my life now at 51. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it takes, sometimes it takes time. Well, I and, think that's okay. Yeah, I think it's for me being in my 50s, I know me. I know who I am. I know what I love. I know what I love about myself and what I love and cherish about other people. And so, you know, building that into even a more potent mix with Taya, you know, working with the forgiveness piece. Yeah. Well, you know, I saw something the other day about so-and-so didn't publish their first book until 50 and they didn't do this until 50s. I'm like, well, that's not a big deal. Who cares? You're just getting started at 50 as far as I'm concerned. Seriously. Plus, I mean, do you really want to go see a doctor who's fresh out of doctor school? And <laughs> doctor school. Yeah, I'm in the ear still. And oh, uh, well, yeah. I know. You know, there's two sky. I'm, I'm really getting off topic and I'm going to move on to, to uh, Tammy in just a second. But there's two school of thoughts there. It's two of thought. You have the one that has tons of experience or you have the doctor that's fresh out of medical school that has the fresh training that's really rare to go and isn't jaded yet so there could be a positive to that too you know true true so Bone just just you know yeah it depends on the one that appears in front of you that's ready to help you when you need the help yes right? very good thank you stacy <laughs> tammy yes. so your perspective having been out coming up on a year uh, i know that you have had you had a huge transformation during boot camp and then coming out of it, I know that a lot of things have shifted for you. So just share a little bit of that with us. Um, there was, of course, you know, I um, experienced the healing during boot camp. And then I felt worthiness for the first time. And worthiness um, has been growing, you know, throughout the whole year. Little, little things just um, made me realize, you know, little things have made me realize, you know, I'm more and more worthy and just things that pop up that make me think you know okay you know I am loved I am I am worthy that's been very helpful because that's been one of my biggest blocks my whole life um the I agree with Stacy on the forgiveness um forgiving has been huge for me that's that's really gotten me through a lot of um, a lot of things worse before I would just get angry with someone and you know would just hold on to that anger now it's just like I can just take a step back, see him with love, and just forgive him and, and move forward. That's been a huge thing. <laughs> um, and I, I really had to take time this year just to like pull into myself. My guides were telling me to do that. Um, I do oracle card readings. My card draws were telling me to do that, and that really helped. There was a lot of um, healing that I just feel needed to do, and um, I just felt like I needed to do it within and by myself so I, I kind of secluded myself for a few months and that has really helped and um, I've kept up with all of the time practice the setting my intentions every morning um, my affirmations my meditation and that 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 to me is crucial um, if I if I do miss it every I have missed it a few times um, in this past couple of weeks I notice it and I just, you know, you know, the coolest thing about falling off the wagon and we all do, we get busy you know, in the holidays. I got really busy just with holiday stuff. And I, you, you kind of don't realize you've slipped until the evidence starts appearing in your life. But then it's, you know, I, I don't know about all of you, but I get a very quick reminder that I'm not in alignment very fast, like a quick little warning sign from the universe that I'm not in alignment. And so it's, it's always something kind of benign, but something that gets my attention. And I realized, oh, wait, this is happening to me because I'm not diligent about my practice and I need to get back into it. Yeah, that's true. That's been happening, you know, that this the last few weeks. Um, I think that within the last few weeks, the clarity that I've gotten, just how well Taya is working in my life. I really believe that um, 
the illness my dad is going through, I believe that the contrast that it has brought into my life is, is showing me just how much I've gained from Taya, as well as things that I still needed to work through that I didn't know were still there. I thought she was completely detuned. And so it, it was very, it's been very eye-opening, um, but it's been very refreshing too, because um, and I'm not, I don't want to crash hard like I used to. The Kaya tools have just been just, just spectacular to me and getting me through everything that's going on right now. I mean, we literally found out yesterday he has um, incurable stage four melanoma cancer. And he only has a few months or less. So <laughs> I wouldn't be able to say this, you know, <laughs> before. I wouldn't even be able to get it out. I wouldn't even be sitting here right now. So um, I just have to, um, I just hold on to my memories when I look at them. I just, I, I refuse to see um, what I see in him right now, the things that he's going through, that he's dealing with. I, I, I get through it by remembering who he was or how he was. That's been very helpful. Yeah. And, um, yeah. In case and in case anybody didn't hear that, so Tammy was sharing that she just found out yesterday that her father has stage four melanoma cancer and has not been given a, a lot of time. But I, and I'm not trying to put words in your mouth, but you know that what we get from this practice is that higher perspective of this is that person's unique journey and it's not always going to look like perfection, but we can have appreciation for the contrast because the, the negative and the positive all serve a purpose. And, you know, hopefully in these coming months, you know, it sounds like you're in a really good position to just enjoy the time that you have with him and, and appreciate his journey as opposed to the way, you know, a lot of people would be at this time. And you're right, you're, you're, you're sitting up and you're smiling and you have a glow about you and you're here sharing with us and, you know, you're, you're managing this very, from a very high perspective. It's very impressive, actually. Very inspiring. The amazing thing is um, I've always been the weird one in my family. <laughs> I've always had, but you know, I came home in 2017 specifically to spend time with my parents because they were getting older while they were in relatively good health. That's my whole point of coming home. And it's been the perfect thing that I did. Um, and my dad, little, 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 little has been sharing with, well, he always had um, great ESP. I mean, he called me up in Tennessee and, and told me something that I was thinking about or, or give me an answer about something. And um, so we've always had that. Um, and, and, um, but little by little, he's telling me things like he's had vivid dreams all his life that has come true. So I think um, when I talked to him about like oral surgery, reading stuff, he actually listens to me. And he may not 100% believe it or buy into it, even though he kind of feels some of the, some of that same energy. He he actually listens and, and supports me, and I've always loved that about him. Whereas everybody, as, as a kid though, he made me he made me feel just as ostracized as everybody else did. But um, the I have his side of the family. They're all Christians. The Bible Belt Christians, <laughs> and his sister is just dying to come because she has to make sure he's saved. She cannot rest until she knows he's saved before he passes. And we're like, don't come here and stress him with that. He doesn't. He had a chance to tell you that he wanted to be saved when he was okay. He always told you his feelings on that. You're not going to come here and stress him about that. This is his time. You're not going to do that. And so then my sister told me, she goes, well, I'm going to tell you the same thing. Don't be talking to him about he just needs to believe and that, you know, this could be his contrast. Or he could. I, I said, have you heard me say one thing like that to him? I haven't, I haven't pushed anything that I believe on. Right? And so she kind of took a step back, but then my mom like pulled me aside and she's been asking me questions and she's actually softening some. I don't know. It's hard to describe the whole, the whole. I don't know. About the whole yeah, well, this, you know, this is part of your mother's journey as well, experiencing this. And his his pending departure and, and how she's dealing with it. So you know, it, it causes people to go deeper and think deeper. People that don't normally go there yeah. need to to be able to process it. And, and she's probably and, and that's in, in, the, in the practice of Taya. What we do is you know we're never trying to recruit or preach 
or convince, you know, this, this, yeah. it's not about that. It's really about just setting the very best example that we can by managing ourselves the best that we can. And how can that not be inspiring when people see you not falling apart and, and loving and appreciating and enjoying the process and understanding that, you know, that the departure from life is part of life. And, you know, it seems like the more we push against it, the, the rockier it can be sometimes, but that's okay too. That's okay too. And, and, and just have being in that state of appreciation and not needing to be right and not needing to, him to have your beliefs because there's no getting this wrong. That's why I love about what the stream teaches and it makes perfect sense. There's no messing this up. We're having our own unique experience and, and you, you know, you are getting a lot more out of this, I think, because you're taking the higher perspective of it. And I think your mother's probably inspired by that. It definitely is a whole different experience. Like I, it's odd feeling the range of emotions. You know, I have pride. I've, I've, um, you know, felt sorry for him, you know, seeing him in that condition. But then at the same time, just feeling so much love and peace all at the same time, all wrapped up. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's a very odd feeling. <laughs> you know, where, whereas before I just crashed and nobody would see me so much. <laughs> so, you yeah. know, the depression that has been listed throughout this year and the anxiety that's gone, just everything. And it's all just from doing the tire practice every single day, you know, um, uh, checking in with myself, and checking on my emotional spiral and just really doing the work, you know, just constantly being um, aware of where I'm at and, and what I'm thinking, catching my thoughts, things like that. It's really what, it really helps. Very nice. Very nice. Thank you, Tammy. Let's take a quick break and uh, we're going to hear a little bit from Carrie about her Taya Bootcamp experience and then we'll be right back after this message. Now I'm like deliriously happy. People will look at me strangely. The best thing ever is that I've always dreamed of this kind of life and um, now I am living it i'm creating it and it's not a dream anymore it's reality i'm human and i'm going to be here a long time i plan on it and there's going to be lots of obstacles but now i know how to meet those obstacles and i know how to live in joy and let go of all these things that held me back from living this beautiful life I've always dreamed of. And it's amazing how rapidly those things start showing up once you practice Taya. It just has completely changed my world. It's amazing. Honestly, it's the best thing I have ever done for myself in my life. Okay, and we're back. And now let's go to Wendy. Wendy, uh, I, how long did you say? I, I have such a bad sense of, of linear time at this point in my life. So you've been out for a few months. Yeah, and two let's, months. Two months. So let's uh, let's share your experience. Well, I uh, joined the boot camp uh, early last year, and it took me a couple of months to get through it. And yeah, dealt with a lot. Had you know great support from. Um, the other boot campers from, from you, David, from the stream. And I came out with a lot of success that years of therapy didn't get. I finally got to the root of my low self-esteem and I detuned and silenced the negative voice that's been following me my whole life. I haven't heard from her in a while. Yay. I don't know her. <laughs> No, and that was that was such a huge success, and I, you know, I didn't even realize until they got to the end of boot camp. It's like, oh, wait a second, you know, that was, you know, that was really cool. The transformation is is phenomenal. To, to work on your self esteem issues and, and detune fear and 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 find your worthiness, and I know it's an ongoing process, but that's just a big turnaround. In life in general, and and I know it took you some time to get through boot camp, and 
very few people get through in eight weeks. <laughs> I tell everybody that now that uh, you know it takes as long as it takes, and you graduate when you have the practice down. And I, I know that it was a, a challenge for you to, as it was for everybody, to change your default vibration. And I see you continue to unfold with it. And I was very happy that you joined our mentorship program because I think you're going to make an excellent mentor for somebody. So as far as the ongoing detuning, so you're out two months, you've got the practice down. So tell us a little bit about what you're doing on an ongoing basis to continue this process, to continue to elevate your vibration. Well, it's really important to keep using those tools that you acquire in boot camp uh, because you refine them as you continue your practice. You get you get them uh, utilized almost every day, and because the the obstacles don't stop, the waves keep coming in. And but now I'm just learning how to ride them better. When challenges do come up, I recover from them much faster, and I have a much healthier perspective towards them. Instead of saying, you know, well, shit, can I swear? Uh, <laughs> sure. I think it's a PG. It's a PG podcast. You can swear. <laughs> Sorry, I forgot to ask that. Instead of saying, well, oh, shit, you know, I still say, oh, shit, but then I say, this is the launch pad for my next new creation. This is an invitation. And you start to see those obstacles as opportunities and you shift that perspective and you just learn how to, how to, how to roll with it and how to make the best of it. Very nice. And, and you know, again, I commend you for your transformation and, and, and the releasing of fear and the building of self-esteem at any stage in life is important. And, you know, we have uh, two people that have joined bootcamp recently that are over 70 and one just had a massive breakthrough in her life from childhood. And that's just so inspiring to see. And that, you know, she's got this whole new lease on life and all these plans and things that she wants to do. And, you know, I'm, I'm 51, I'll be 52 in February. And I, gosh, I hope when I'm in my seventies, I'm like that, you know, I'm still striving for more and wanting more and have a, a, a zest for life. And, uh, and of course you're not that old, you're younger than me, but, uh, still just, just understanding that your life path is your life path and everything that you've done and been up until now, there's nothing wrong with any of it. It's part of it. You know, I, I could very easily look at my thirties and say, I wasted my thirties. I was in a job I didn't like. I was in a body I didn't like. I was in a relationship I didn't like. There was not a whole lot of positive about my thirties, but my thirties being so, DTS, if you will, so bad down the spiral in general was what made me go so deep in my forties. So I don't know that I would have, would have gone to the trouble to create this spiritual practice in my forties had my thirties not been what they were. So we all have to look at our, our background and, and, and appreciation of all of it. And it's never too late to change. It's never too late to really reinvent yourself. And, you know, we have the tools to do it now. And of course, we all know that the, the, the way to change anything in your life is to first change the vibration around it. And that's what we do with this practice is that we change the vibration around any topic that we want to change, that we want to improve or evolve. And we change the vibe first. And we allow the universe to deliver the components to, to allow that change to actually happen in a physical way. And that's, that's such valuable information. And I always talk about, we just did our uh, New Year's, we recorded the New Year's podcast, uh, I recorded with Matt, and everybody has these New Year's resolutions, it seems, and, you know, they, and now we have a new decade that we're starting, and we're going to do all these great things, but if you don't change your vibe first, you're not going to really have those changes last, because it's going to be something that you're forcing yourself to do, rather than align with it vibrationally and allow the unfolding just to take place. And, and the cool thing about the unfolding is it's never what you think it's going to be. The transformation is never brought about in the way that you think you're going to receive it. And, and that's what I love about just, a, just allowing the universe to delight us. So two months out, you know, you're still getting on your feet as far as using this practice in your daily life without boot camp but it seems like you're doing an amazing job. And again, I'm very happy that you got into the mentorship because I think that's going to help you and the person that you're mentoring. All right, Fabio. 
So you're you're new to boot camp. You're uh, just a, a couple of weeks in, and uh, about you said that you've done four of the modules or seventeen altogether. So you're you're coming up on number five. So from a new perspective, tell us about your perspective of Taya of boot camp and the, any changes, if any, that you've seen in your life at this point. Uh, my perspective in the beginning was, um, you know, it's actually a bit more challenging than I thought it would be in the beginning. Uh, but I, I'm already feeling more confident uh, in working through the modules. And um, I have noticed so far, I've been coming better at detuning some of the smaller things in the day-to-day life, um, which is very helpful, uh, I find. Um, and yeah, just trying to teach myself to pay attention to my spiral and uh, where I'm at, uh, at a, you know, whenever I can. Um, and just like I mentioned to you before, uh, just working on, you know, working on those things where the, the bigger things right now and trying to not uh, go way down the spiral and just uh, reminding myself of the tools that I can use in those moments. So, um, yeah, basically in the past year and a half or so, uh, just a relationship, relationships have been the big uh, challenge in my life. And uh, I'm working on working on that right now. And I believe, Taya, the tools offered are helping me so far. Very good. You know, I, I, we have examples in boot camp now of, of romantic relationships shifting. Uh, we have examples, obviously, of, of child-parent, adult-child, you know, parent relationship shifting. And uh, Matt has a great story about his relationship with his kids. He has younger kids. Uh, improving with this practice significantly. That was one of the big takeaways that he got. And he's in our mastery program now. And it really allows you to, to operate your relationships very differently. And one of the things that I saw happen in my life is that the relationships that I've kept are better and operated or kind of function at a higher level. And some of the relationships that I had, friendships, faded away. And it... it, it took me by surprise, even though I tell people when they come into boot camp that you may see the landscape of your relationships change because you're going to elevate your opinion of you. You're raising your vibration. And there are people most likely in all of your lives. And I mean, all of you listening that like the now version of you. And when you start raising your vibration and and going higher and higher and higher, suddenly they're not as comfortable with you as they once were. And you get a lot of clarity in this practice. And you kind of learn who your real friends are and, and who likes you for what reasons. And I found that to be true in my life. I, I had a, a lot of uh, you know, close personal friends fade away. So much so that there's one that you know, I see out now, he, he doesn't even speak to me. And we didn't really have any kind of falling out. It's really bizarre. Uh, and I've made peace with it. But in the falling out and the, in, in the, the disillusion of those friendships, new, more satisfying, what I would call higher vibrational friendships have emerged. And it's, it's in my personal life, it's the best time of my life, happier than I've ever been. And that's just a big, big part of this practice is, is, is attracting, you're attracting everything. And certainly when you raise your vibration, you're going to attract higher vibrational people. And then any existing relationship that you have, you will start operating from a higher vibrational point of view. And if that person really loves you and really respects you and cares about you, they're really going to kind of chase you up your spiral a little bit. I like to say it that way. You know, Stacy talked about uh, her now husband taking on some of these, these tools and, and sort of being inspired by her. And, you know, the person that I'm with now, we, we've only known each other for six months uh, and been in a relationship less than that. But it's, it's, it's very special. It's the, the, the deepest relationship I've ever been in romantically. And he's a psychologist. And he's taking on a lot of this, these teachings in his life, which is really entertaining to watch. <laughs> but he is. And it is helping us navigate. And the coolest thing is, is that when he goes down his spiral, I don't, go, I don't chase him down. I kind of just laugh at him sometimes when he goes down. I'm like, oh, you're just down your spiral right now. You'll be fine in 10 minutes. And he kind of laughs back and it instantly raises him that he's like, you know, you're right. He kind of gets the spiral thing. I think that's why we're a match. He sort of gets a lot of this naturally and, and to his credit that he, that he does. 
but it really gives you the tools to manage any relationship, any situation better. So now I want to talk about the releasing of fear specifically, because that's such a big component of Taya. And I'll circle back around to Stacy, and we'll talk about in your life, Stacy, how the releasing of fear, the release of fear has, has transformed for you since you've been out of boot camp. That's a good one. It's, it's really funny. I can't honestly think of anything that I'm fearing in the last six months that has come up for me. <laughs> well, and that's probably because you're not as fearful as you used to be, but let's go back to pre-boot camp. Uh, oh, yeah. I thought I was you know, never going to meet anybody. I was going to be alone for the rest of my life. How was I going to survive? I think for me too, the biggest part has been um, uh, both of my parents had passed on um, in my forties, uh, and it left left me in a, a place of being kind of this lone creature trying to survive on her own, feeling like there was no real family um, net to catch, capture, catch me if I should fall. And that was a terrifying place. Um, but again and again, even before I started Taya, I knew that the universe was gonna take care of me because it always had historically. And so as time has gone on and my practice has strengthened with Taya, learning how to specifically detune fear, that was one of the ones that I worked on. That and of course finances. So being in my 40s, realizing that was I was pretty much on my own, not married, um, single, parents are gone. Uh, it, that weird feeling of not having anybody behind me to catch me, to help me, um, to support me should I fall. Financially, health-wise, all those things were up. Um, again, it was very easy for me to work to detune those um, doing the tire practice, dealing with that fear. Uh, seeing the root of where it came from, knowing that it had been implanted, not implanted, that sounds really bizarre, doesn't it? <laughs> it had been suggested to me as a young person, as a very young person. And, and it gets suggested to women over and over again that, oh my God, if you're, you know, over 40 and you're by yourself, how are you going to survive? You're going to die alone and all, all these horrible things. So detuning that societal belief, those things that people had told me that I needed to fear, I was really powerful because I don't fear any of that. I mean, I adore being in a relationship. I love being married. It's fun. It's hard too. And there are times when I've run up against some obstacles and I realize, you know, I don't need this relationship. I don't need anything else. I don't need anybody else because I have myself. I have my connection to source. I have my trust and my faith in the universe. That fear of needing which I think is one of the big things that you guys talked about in the 2020 uh, list, let go of needing. Um, it doesn't exist anymore for me. And when I start to get into that space of, oh, I need more of this, or I need more money, or I need more work, it's like, nah, let it go. I can detune that fairly quickly. I can sit in a meditation and see that it's an old fear that's creeping up again. It's an old voice that's revisiting. Uh, an old thought, an old belief pattern that just needs to be detuned again, let go, forgiven myself for buying back into the old BS, and uh, moving forward, moving forward stronger. And that is the thing that I notice most people are interested in knowing more about in terms of how I now deal with my life and the ups and downs that they witness with jobs, with, um, you know, finances. And instead of me freaking out and being like, oh, my God, the IRS is coming. They're going to get me. They're going to throw me in jail. Nah. Hey, you know, <laughs> people are awesome. You know, thank God we have the IRS. They build. Yeah, I like, your, I like your perspective on the IRS. And for those yeah. of you outside the United States, it's the Internal Revenue Service, the tax oh, system yeah. here, which is, uh, you know, very uh, aggressive. <laughs> it can be a very perceived as a very aggressive uh, situation. But uh, yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah. Tell me what you said the other day about the IRS. I really like that. Well, instead of this being this huge villain, this this evil creature that's coming to take all of our money away from us because, you know, you make more money and we need your money and we're going to take it and we're going to uh, garnish your wages and throw you in jail. It's like, no, look at it this way. This is not a big, bad, godlike individual structure. This is um, the infrastructure of the United States. It is the reason we have roads to drive on. It is the reason we have hot running water, pipes that get our sewage away from our houses, um, you know, electricity, cable, uh, free speech. I mean, the internet. Ooh, thanks, Al Gore, right? <laughs> <laughs> but it's... You know, I'll give him that one if he created the internet. Good for him. <laughs> I love that one. But it's like, you get an opportunity to see this governing body as a villain or as, you know, something that you're gratitude, you have great gratefulness towards, appreciation towards, because I can get into my car and I can drive to Santa Barbara on a highway that's well-maintained that I don't fall into with my car because there's a giant pothole. You know, I get there safely. I get there swiftly too. I can drive 80 miles an hour on that highway. And it's always maintained, you know? So there's always gas at the gas station. We're not at war. Well, thank God right now. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, what's the date of this recording and when are we releasing <laughs> Just but, kidding. Yeah, it's, it's, again, it's that, that is, I think that's the hugest, biggest fear for people is that this entity is going to come in and take them, take things from them. And they, they get pissed off at the end of the year when you pay your taxes. And it's like, Hey, we all love having the infrastructure of the United States and it's simply our dues to create this for not our, only ourselves, but the rest of the United States. So that's, that's you know, point. that's a very high perspective of that. And I do appreciate that. And they're not an, a mean organization. If you pick up the phone and you actually call them and talk to their representatives, they are reasonable. Well, if you look at someone as an enemy, they're going to manifest as an enemy no matter what. And if you look at them as not that, as something softer and friendlier, then you're going to have a good experience. That's very true. Very, very, true. very true. Yeah. And their interest rates are lower than anybody's credit. <laughs> <laughs> That's so generous of them, right? That's good. Yeah. I like that high perspective. That's, you know, that, that will help every single time. Yeah. Getting rid of the bitterness and uh, it, it, that just, that always helps appreciation, appreciation, appreciation. When you appreciate all of it, the two things that happen, I tell people this all the time, Mattia, is when you start appreciating everything, yes. the obstacles suddenly are fewer and further between mm -hmm. because you're not fearing stuff, so you're not attracting as many of them. And they're easier to detune because you're able to meet them in joy, understanding the nature of an obstacle, how it actually serves you, and you can meet that obstacle and joy, not go down your spiral, go up. And then when you go up into positive vibration, you have clarity and you have the solution to whatever that obstacle is. So in the beginning, when you talked about meeting your obstacles and joy, I found that as a bit of a struggle for myself. Yeah, you thought I was crazy. Maybe. <laughs> but I've come to see that that's not the case. Yeah, the, the, the more you do this practice, the more you're able to do that. And it's, yeah. it's shocking when you do it. Now I look at things like, you know, the IRS bill, for example, and go, like, oh, yeah, first of all, it's the universe telling me I'm not in alignment with, with the cash flow that I want right now. So let's get up to get up to spiral about that. Mm -hmm. Secondly, no problem. I know I can manifest the money to pay for this. Big deal. Definitely. Universe will support you to, and to get to that goal. Plus, now I kind of look at, I do a lot of visuals in my head. In this one, you know, an obstacle comes up. And for some reason in meditation, I got this visual of, you know, me clasping that obstacle by the hand, almost like it was a person and skipping along in joy through the flowers. And it was like, I know it sounds wildly crazy, but it brought me to that place of actually being amused in, in appreciation of whatever that obstacle was. Indeed. All right, let's move on with our little fear topic. And uh, to, to wrap up, this is our final topic that I'm going to ask you all about. So let's go back to Wendy. I know fear was an issue for you. So kind of share your experience in detuning fear and in your journey with that. Oof. 
<laughs> that was the 600 pound gorilla in the room. And that is something I am still detuning to this day. Um, my life has been very fear-based and that's what I really came up against in Taya. Um, and so the tools that I learned in there really helped me shift my perspective. And it meant getting really big perspective. And that's where the stream came in and gave me advice. So on, on days that are rough, I, I, I go small. Um, I turn and I give my power to everything around me that I have control over. I, I intend safety for my vehicle. I intend safety for my home. I intend safety for myself. And all of that has turned out just fine. And as for everything else, I know now that I choose what I give my power to. Whether it's, whether it's something on the news, whether it's people at work talking about politics, it's my choice whether or not I engage in it or not. That's, and I know that's a big shift for you from where you started, big, big shift for you. And it's, it's impressive, the work that you've done and the detuning. And of course the detuning is ongoing for all of us. That's why this is a spiritual practice. Mm -hmm. You know, I tell everybody, whether you take boot camp or not, you're trying to, to put together the pieces of Taya, but if you go through boot camp, you don't graduate boot camp and you're all fixed. You know, mm -hmm. Holly said that, uh, Holly was one of the first graduates of boot camp. She goes, am I all fixed now? I said, no, of course you're not. You know, it's just like going to the gym. You, you don't go to the gym for, you know, four or five months and then never go again and continue to get the results from going to the gym. You, you, this is a workout. It's a daily practice. And there, there is so much, and I don't want to paint the world as a negative place because I don't believe that it is, but there's plenty of negative out there if you choose to tap into it. And there's so much of it out there that's so easy to absorb. If you're on Facebook, if you're watching television, if you've got the news on, if you listen to you know, radio, um, you know, that's, that's got commercials and, and things like that going on, you're going to get a, a, a stiff dose of fear every day, somehow. Because fear sells, fear sells books, fear sells airtime, fear sells. And we're fed that all the time. So making yourself impervious to fear is an ongoing project so that, that it's not being absorbed. And, you know, here we are at the beginning of 2020, and there, there is talk of, you know, war with Iran going on right now in the United States, and I'm just not buying into it. I, I'm not, it's not impacting me. And I, I've been through, you know, again, 51, now I've lived enough life to know that, okay, I've been through wars, I've been through recession, I've lived through these things that instill a lot of fear in people. I survived all of it just fine. Personally, my own bubble of reality was my own bubble yeah. of reality. And I'm simply not going to allow myself to be fearful about it. And then the, the next, the other side of the coin with that topic, though, that, that caring, loving people, and, and most people are, come to is, well, what about everybody else? What about the people that are going to go, you know, the people that, that died in the plane crash? And what about the people that are going to go to war if there is a war? What about that? And it's, it's so, it, there's a lot of work in getting to that higher perspective of allowing others to live their contrast. And, and, and it's, it's not about not caring. It's not turning a blind eye and not caring and not wanting to improve the world, but it's taking that to a very different perspective of how do you improve the world? You know, what really works? And, and so far, no one has the magic formula for stopping disease. No one has the magic formula for stopping war or famine or any of these things that don't have to be. Because we live in a world of contrast and we come here for the contrast and we're all on our own unique paths and, and we're all going to have a lifetime and we're all going to die and return to our completed state ultimately. So when you start understanding that there's no right or wrong way there's no right or wrong amount of years. There's no right or wrong journey in any of this. Everyone's living their own unique journey. And sometimes it's bumpier than others. It, it's not all the same. And we're not all manifesting the same. And most of us that are in this practice have a bumpy past. And that's why we're here. 
You know, I haven't had anybody yet come to me, tell me that their life has been absolutely perfect and they want to learn Taya. <laughs> it doesn't work that way. And not many people who claim to have a perfect life, even the ones that outwardly look like they do, you know, they still, everybody has their problems. Everybody has their issues because everybody's living contrast. Everybody's vibration is going up and down a virtual vibrational spiral. So everybody's experiencing. So Tammy, do you have anything to share with us regarding the release of fear? I know you shared a lot regarding, you know, your father and, and, and but in other areas of your life. Um, there's, uh, <laughs> this last year, um, I always choose a word every year to focus on. Last year, my word was growth. And this year, my word is actually trust, which I know Taya is trust your abundance, but trust is still something that I'm working, working on. It's still something that's just growing for me that I have to keep being aware of and focused on um, because I can still allow fear to come in. But um, well, last year, which is, I think it is part of growth, but it is, it has fear embedded in it. Um, you know that the stream had talked to me about just believing in my abilities and just putting it out there, and I was afraid to do it. I was afraid of being ostracized again like I was as a kid, and I didn't want to hear it, and I have um, lifelong friends that are like family to me, and I was afraid of losing them, and um, I just, all those crazy fears that if it were to happen, you know, they said, what would happen if you put it out there on Facebook, you know? Just what what are you envisioning that will just happen? You know, is something gonna blow up or and um and so I finally um all my card drawings and everything and, and my messages, my download messages kept saying you need to move forward. You're never gonna get out of being stagnant until you push forward and just let it let go. And so I did. I, I don't know. And it's just, it was and it was right in the midst of first my dad being hospitalized in ICU. I don't know, on December 20th, I um I just put it out there on Facebook that I was a spiritualist, a card reader. I still haven't added energy heal yet because I'm still um, working through. They, they, I, I'm still working on that. <laughs> but um, I will add that, you know, and um, nothing happened. <laughs> I, had a couple, I had a few messages from Christians, Christian friends, um, but they didn't delete me as a friend or whatever. And I just, you know, told them I said, I respect your viewpoint. This is this is this is what I need to do for me. This is what I feel how I feel I can benefit others and share my life out into the world. And I'm I'm not gonna change, I'm not gonna take it down because you disagree with it. And so it's it's been nice. People actually reached out, private message asked if I, you know, could do a card readings for them or um, you know, just Asked for some advice, which I try to steer away from advice, <laughs> but um, you know things like that. And um, and one and I I was already working with two people. One of my fears was trying to work with people with um, about law of attraction because I really would like the information out there so people could just live better lives. Um, but I kept thinking I'm not ready. You know, I, there's still so much that I'm working on. So so many things I'm working through and. I finally did that too. I, I've taken on two um, mentors. I've been working with them. One more than the other. One, the other one has two two little kids, working two jobs. It's just kind of all over the place. But and so for me to to um, that was a huge jump for me. I know that. <laughs> and um, so that was a good thing to get past. Um, my biggest fears right now. Um, and I'm, and I'm still working through it, and I'm just putting it on the side burner, um, is uh, I'm very close to my sisters, but my sisters are married to brothers. Who My sister termed it perfectly. She said, we're married to warring brothers. They've been on the war path against each other for I don't know how many years, whatever, as long as we've known them, I guess. And um, my mom is concerned because Mike's hanging out, my sister's oldest, uh, my oldest sister's husband's been hanging around more, which is kind of like what he did when his mom got sick. And then when she passed away, he changed the locks on the door. So James, all this kind of stuff. And everybody's worried about, and I said, what is it personal? What is everybody worried about? Mom is still here. Everything's going to mom. And I said, I hate these kind of things. I said, I'm staying out of it. I don't want their belongings. Their belongings don't belong to me. I, I want them, and after and beyond that, I'll keep their memories. But I'm not going to do this. And so they're just like, um, well, aren't you afraid Mike's going to do that? No, I'm not. I'm not afraid because I can't take material stuff with me, and their material stuff's not mine. And whereas before, I would be afraid. I'd be like, oh, my God, you know, I, I know 
I, I, I did like this, you know, that would help me with, you know, financially here. I don't think about that anymore. I don't need that. Um, and, and, the, and the one thing that helps me the most when I get worried about financial stuff is I just look outside, you know, everything outside of birds, the squirrels, it's winter time and they're fast anything. <laughs> they're taken care of just fine. I will be too, you know, even, even if I, there's nothing to fear and I'm not going to, I'm not going to get caught up anymore. I'm not going to get caught up in these life battles that people just perceive as huge things that just aren't anymore. And that's not how I was before. I would, I would have been caught up in those fears and the battles and the worries and, and I don't, I'm not going to do it. Yeah. Life is so much more peaceful when you don't get dragged into that stuff. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. Very nice. Very good. And, you know, on the, on the family thing, that's, you know, the releasing of fear, pulling fear out of the equation is such a life-changing thing. And it takes time to detune to be able to pull fear out of the equation. But every step of my life that I look back at and realize I took a big risk, I pulled fear out, it always works out every single time. So at some point, you've got to stop and say, God, why do I fear anything? If everything always works out, and it does, why am I fearing anything? Why am I allowing fear on any topic? There's just no reason for it whatsoever. And how many things do we do that are negative in our lives that bring in negative energy that are fear-based? And sometimes you don't even realize it. Sometimes there's fear is so prevalent in our society and in our own lives that you don't even realize, wow, that's actually fear-based. And that's why the stream says anytime you don't have clarity, stop, pull fear out of the equation. And where's your clarity? And, and speaking of sort of coming out of the closet with your abilities on Facebook, I did the same thing. You know, I came out of the closet twice in my life. And the first one was actually, well, it wasn't smooth. My mother never spoke to me again when I came out of the closet as a gay man. But the interesting thing about that is that my mother had one sister, one sibling was a sister. And the sister is a devout Southern Baptist, not exactly a pro-gay religion, right? Well, the, my aunt was supportive of me in that scenario and very critical of my mother for turning her back on her child. And, you know, I didn't have a really relationship with my aunt. You know, I was kind of friends with her on Facebook and her daughter, who's my cousin, uh, didn't have a lot in common with them, but we kind of maintained a friendly you know, relationship over the years. And then I came out as a channel and my mother had already passed away um, when I came out as a channel. And when I did that, my aunt, I did that on Facebook very publicly. My aunt commented on my video of me channeling and said that I was going to burn in hell for channeling. And she, she blocked me. And I came back and had a response to her kind of like you, you know, you, you are entitled to your beliefs. I respect that. I understand it. Please let me have mine. You know, this is what I'm doing and this is what I'm choosing to do with my life. She didn't appreciate it. But the interesting thing was, all these childhood friends who are all still in Louisiana, who are all religious conservatives, all came to my defense. Most of them Baptists came to my defense, which felt really good. It was interesting that that was the group of people who chose in the name of Christianity to allow me to be me, even though I'm sure it freaked them out and they thought it was crazy, what I, you know, but they, they allowed me to be me. People I haven't seen in 30 years. So that was the positive that came of that negative. And I've simply released my aunt from my life and show appreciation for who she is, how she is, where she is, wherever she is. And that's just the way that it is. And getting clarity over how your friends feel about the real you is so freeing. It's so freeing to, to, to finally just be who you are and own what you, you are and the gifts that you've been given and understand that you know the, the weird people of the world are the most interesting and special people of the world, in my opinion, because we're, we're, we're allowing ourselves to, to be exactly what we are instead of conforming to what society tells us we're supposed to be, which is so easy to do, but not very satisfying, in my opinion. I had a momentary fear, I did, of um, seeing this dividing us up. My, you know, not so much even my sisters just being angry and then, you know, shunning me too. And I wouldn't have my sisters, but I'm not going to even worry about that. If it, I mean, I, I, I'm not. I just, losing my peace is just not worth it. I, I love them to death and I hope that, I hope they would not allow something like that to, to do that to us. 
But she's my wife is just I said, I told mom to make you the executor. She's already the she's the oldest. And she said, because you're, you're small and you're not married to where I said, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> I said, I'm, I don't, I'm, I'm staying out of all of it. I don't want that. I don't, it's not, I, I just don't want that. Piece is too, pieces is too much. I love it now. I have, I have, I have it. I'm not giving it up. And the little times that I lose it or fear tries to creep in, I just, I squash it as soon as I, as soon as I can. Very nice. Very, very nice. Fabio, we can wrap up with you. Do you have anything to add? Uh, how much fear have you detuned in, in a few weeks or any perspective on releasing a fear? Yeah, I've been uh, experiencing some fear and insecurity uh, with relation to uh, relationships and finances. Um, over the last few weeks, I've been able to detune some of it. Um, and it's somehow the fear seems to connect these areas together that I felt I was struggling with, uh, like the relationship and the finances, uh, you know, relating to the separation and divorce I'm going through. Um, it all ties in together to challenges with my ex and, uh, and then, you know, the lawyers involved and the, the money that's involved and all of that. So I've been working through a lot of that and fear, uh, I've identified and I feel like that's been the common thread through all of it. So, yeah. Yeah, you will, you know, you're seeing that you're working on a process here of releasing it, but it's not something that happens overnight. And that's why I, I love boot camp so much is because it is giving you the tools to really change these things. You know, I tell people all the time that you can read a book or watch YouTube videos or li listen to this podcast and, and, and gain from it for sure. But the thing about boot camp is you're in this control environment now with tools and accountability and coaching and time and all of these elements that really do help you change because you, you sort of keep working on this, these things over and over and over again in a repetitive way over a period of time. So you really start to change your habits and your habits start to change your thinking and your thinking starts to reshape your subconscious mind. And that's where you start changing your default vibration. That's what you know, you're hearing from everyone else that has done that. And of course you're just embarking upon the process of doing that. So you're, I think you're doing great and you're in the right place for, for what you want to accomplish. All right, I do want to thank each and every one of you for being here and taking time out of your busy schedules to join me and on this podcast and share uh, your, your deepest, <laughs> deepest and brightest uh, stories and transformations. And it was so cool that we could get a group together in all these different intervals of the Taya practice. And you all inspire the hell out of me, you know that. And I just, I love what I do so much that I can get in and help people learn these things that have transformed my life so much. And now I can teach it to other people and see it take, take hold in their lives. This is the most satisfying job in the world as far as I'm concerned. So thank you all so much. Thank you all for listening. I uh, want to invite you back to next week's show is going to be, um, we're going to hear about something called EFT. And I haven't really introduced that as part of the Taya practice. Uh, it's tapping. If you've heard of tapping is kind of the common name, but the person, my guess that's on Mark is a friend of mine and he's not only into EFT, he's into faster EFT, which is really cool. So that's going to be next week's show. So be sure to tune in for that. Thank you all so much. Namaste. Thank you for listening. To learn more about the Stream of David, visit thestreamofdavid.com. For topic requests or to learn more about David's Taya Boot Camp, email david at thestreamofdavid.com. See you next week.